going on, everybody? This is Spawn on Me Cast, episode 35. I'm coming to you live out of Portland. Well, not really, because it's kind of recorded. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we have uh, my man, Mamelo, that dude who has been killing Evolve Monsters all day in the Alpha. Cicero Holmes out in Chicago. How are you, sir? Uh, what's happening? Bricago, stand up. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? This is episode 35. I don't really care how you're doing. Um, this is episode 35, but it's episode 35, <laughs> the sequel. Because uh, Quadis is kept. I'm sure everyone who is a resident of Bricago knows that their weekly edition of Spawn on Me did not reach their earlobes on Monday. Um, and that is because... Yeah uh our boy I, I i think i've just discovered that our boy our <laughs> captain kaja kins is the black magneto black nido shout out to ekg you run around with um with a magnet or electromagnet in your pocket erasing all hard drives in your vicinity you're terrible so 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 first of all black nido sounds like a way that you would ask for a drink yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, can I have that? Can I have that whiskey sour black needle? Black needles. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll totally get you one of those. Um, so yeah, there was some technical difficulties. My computer decided to do a YOLO move and was like, I'm out, and um, decided to not keep the recording of last week's show, which was great. So I want to apologize for you guys because uh, that was kind of rough. On it was the best us, show we had ever done. Jackson, who was. <laughs> oh my goodness, we had everyone. We had Morgan Freeman. We had um, yep, Billy yep. Crystal. And we had two other people. Yo, when the president stopped by, that was that was dope. That was dope. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I had to curse him out, but you know, you guys, you guys never never yeah. got to hear it. It was amazing. Yeah, basically. So yeah, so it was a little bit rough on our end. We want to thank Sharif Jackson for for being over and doing all the Nintendo news. I guess that was the reason why we didn't actually release a show because they had Nintendo on it. So <laughs> that might have been the problem. Um. But we, we want to thank you guys for rocking with us and being so patient. And um, we're, we're also going to announce something really quick because it's just going to be easier to do it in the beginning of the show is uh, for future reference. And this is breaking news is that we're going to be moving right. like it, it feels like one of those ABC uh, kind of dun, 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 shows. Dun, dun. Like, All right, we're going to be moving. Yeah, we're moving our show from Mondays to Tuesdays releases. Are, so you're going to be releasing on Tuesdays as opposed to Mondays. So you have to wait an extra day. Uh, to get more good spawn on me business, but um, it, it's actually going to be a lot easier for us to get shows out, and it'll be also easier for me because I do most of the editing on the show to get those things out without having my wife try to stab me. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much the, the 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 big deal for this week. Um, so anything on your side? See, how was your week? Um, my week has been pretty well. Uh, I'm dealing yet again with uh the wonderful wonderfulness that is allergies. Um, so yeah, that's, that's great. Um, but other than that, uh, everything, everything has been going, it's pretty, pretty good. So, all right. Not bad. There you go. Not bad at there all. Um, so, so we have some guests this week. Yeah. If you want to intro our guests, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, um, so originally I, you know, I had heard about these cats out of Philly, um, you know, they were drinking lots of yingling, eating lots of cheesesteaks. And, uh, <laughs> that's pretty accurate. And pretty that's, accurate. that's yeah, all we exactly. eat here. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, that's, that's it. Some cream cheese. Um, yeah. 
And, uh, you know, they were making... How, how, ma- how many fitly stereotypes can you put into one show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, I can keep going. Um, you know, throwing batteries at Santa. Um, there was, so there was, um, they were, they were making some games and, uh, they were a small house when I first heard about them, but now they're, they're gro- blowing up. They're kind of large. And I, I contacted their, their, uh, their HIC, uh, their CEO, Nick Madonna to, uh, to be on the show. And he was like, yeah, man, I'd love to be on the show. And then he was like, hey, man, I got something coming up. I can't. I'm actually too big to be on your show, but I'll send my two <laughs> underlings to be on, your, be on your show. So from the PHL Collective at PHLCollective.com, we've got Brian Gitling and Terry. Uh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Del Felician, Felician Antonio. That's it's you know it's like most of the way there. <laughs> all, right, all right, there you go, there you go, there you go. It's good enough for Philly. You like you stum- stumbled into that last game. <laughs> I mean, that it's was, a tough that was awesome. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, when, before we started the show, I was like, I, I'm really bad at last names. <laughs> They're not difficult because I have I have a, I have an awkward kind of first name, so I, I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. I don't want to bur- I don't want to butcher your name. But thank you guys for showing up and, and yeah. hanging out. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Good to be here. Brian, why don't we start with you first? Um, uh, because, uh, you know, why don't you talk to us about uh, what you do over at PHL Collective um, and, you know, what what makes you the the cool dude that you are, why you like the Eggles and, and all that other good <laughs> shit like that. Or don't, Brian. And let your internet freeze. <laughs> Do we Terry, lose? Do we lose, Brian? <laughs> Terry, why don't you go ahead and tell us what makes you so dope and why you're at the PHL Collective, and um, you know why you like the Eggles and the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, well, uh, yeah. My name is Terry D. Felici Antonio, and uh, I'm the lead programmer at PHL Collective. So nice. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I just recently graduated school um, about a year ago, a half a year ago, and from University of the Arts. So I was in Philadelphia and joined up with PHL Collective back in January, and we've been just kind of rocking and rolling, making games. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been making games since I was pretty young, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of where I'm at. Nice, nice, nice. Now, are you are you a Philly native? Yeah, the, the suburbs of Philly. I'm out on the, the okay. main line, which is like a suburb to the the west of Philadelphia. So I kind of grew up around there. Okay. Um, awesome. Awesome. Okay, awesome. So so how did you get hooked up with, with PHL Collective? Uh, well, Nick Madonna, he's uh, he's kind of the head cat. He, right. he kind of started this Madonna. whole thing. Yeah, they're, we call him the real Madonna. It's kind of his, uh, his <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah, he <laughs> he had the idea for this this collective of uh, game developers that are coming out of the Philadelphia universities and kind of wrangling them all into like a really like a new team, get people started right. making games together, fresh out of college uh, while staying local. And so he kind of reached out to some of the universities. One of them happened to be mine, and uh, so Brian's over at Drexel and he kind of picked us up and we just 
straight up went into making games from there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, so one, uh, of, the, Brian, one of the Brian's things, back uh, now. Yeah, I'm back in so, here. Welcome back. Everybody so, hear yeah, me all so, right now? So, yeah, welcome back. And uh, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you tell us your story? Um, Terry sure. Terry stole all your thunder. So <laughs> tell us uh, how long you've been with PHL and, uh, you know, what, what brought you to PHL Collective and, and what you do. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, very similar story to Terry. Uh, finished up uh, Drexel about a year ago now. And uh, right as I was coming out, uh, uh, Nick kind of contacted me and said he had uh, he was putting his team together, and uh, yeah, just kind of came on uh, right at the start of it with Terry, and we all uh, kind of came together and helped him get the the company off the ground and running. And, uh, nice, nice. Yeah. So, so, uh, so my, how long my position, has PHL Collective been around? Oh, uh, about nine I'm months sorry. now. Nine months. Nine months. Yeah, yeah. Since January. And so. Wow. So, all right. So now, why don't you tell the people um, the the list of games? You know, start start from the beginning and then you know wrap up to where we are today. Uh, and and remember, people, this is nine months of nine months of work. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, there's a long list. I'm probably gonna miss a bunch actually too. We were, <laughs> we, were, we were trying we were trying to think about this the other day. Uh, let's see. We started with Night Strike. And that was uh, about the first three months okay. of our uh, existence. Uh, that was our first right. official release, which we got out on uh, Mac, uh, or sorry, not Mac, uh, iOS, uh, Android, and Windows phones. Uh, that you can download now. Um, in the middle of doing that, we did Noodle Arm Royale, which was a Kinect game, uh, which only got released on a PC. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was kind of just like a little demo, a little prototype, which was like a slap boxing game between old English gentlemen. Uh, using the connect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what came after that, Terry? Uh, Nib, maybe? Yeah, we, we did a, uh, we had a, an Oculus Rift in house and we kind of made a, a little installation piece, just a kind of an abstract experience using the Oculus Rift. And we had that set up at a, an art gallery, uh, in Philadelphia, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it was just basically a creepy, nauseating, discomforting experience all around <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice i saw i saw the 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 picture that you guys have on your website that just shows some random person sitting in a chair looking like they're about to get dropped onto something <laughs> yeah. and it looks yeah, that's really it. really intriguing can you can you give a little bit of what that's yeah, about it, um there was a uh, an art exhibition in philadelphia done by some guy that we had met through an event and uh it was basically a lot of kind of interesting things related to technology just experimental whatever and uh we thought we'd make something with the oculus rift because that was kind of hip and new and really cool and it's cool for installation pieces because people can try it out and it's kind of an experience so the, the prompt we were kind of given for this was like make something that will kind of disorient the user which we kind of just mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of ran with that and it, it's it's right. a pretty disorienting <laughs> turned, experience turned to 11. The, yeah a little bit <laughs> you're <laughs> you're seated about what what do you say brian like eight feet off the ground in like a swinging chair it was at least six foot because i know you could walk under it right and he's we you get to a wow. we had a little step ladder and you'd walk up and sit in the swinging chair put on the oculus rift and go through this kind <laughs> which of was the first disorienting sci-fi part of the whole experience yeah, it was a kind of a flimsy little stepladder, but um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the the stepladder was on wheels on like a creaky cement floor 
So we I mean, had people sign waivers. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, the sign of what kind of what kind of saw two shit were you doing to people? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it sounds like the perfect Halloween right. uh, exhibit that you would go to that you would just freak people <laughs> you know, out. Like, actually yeah. would what was the reaction? What was the reaction to yeah. it? What was the reaction to it from the people that that uh that experienced? People it? seemed to really like it. Uh, they thought it was a really unique experience. Everyone, I mean, no one in particular got like really sick or nauseating. It's not a very long. It was only like two minutes long, three minutes long. But uh, yeah, everyone thought it was really cool. So that was positive. So so besides the project that you that you just most recently finished, that is pretty big, and and, and we're gonna talk about that in a second. Um, the, the, the game that I saw that brought you guys into my radar was, uh, was Noodle Arm, which looked, which actually kind of made me, I didn't have a connect at that point. Uh, and now that I do, and I'm kind of wishing I had a way to, to, to enjoy it now. It, it, I'm trying to figure out how that came to be. What was the thought process behind that game? And it looks like since you guys are, uh, in the indie scene in Philly pretty hard that, um, you know, places like Indiecades and, uh, you know, other other smaller kind of conferences uh, and get-togethers from indie indie devs. Uh, that it was probably a pretty big hit. I saw some videos of people with with slow, uh, what is it, stop motion, basically not stop motion, but uh, time lapse photography, yeah, yeah. so waving their arms around like they're like they're about to kill people. <laughs> uh, can you can you can you guys go into that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I think the original inspiration for it was um, like you were saying the uh, indie scene in Philadelphia. Um, there's uh cypher prime and, uh, the game forge, they have like, uh, they were having mm-hmm. an event, uh, at the same time as South by Southwest called not at South by Southwest. So it was for all the people who weren't <laughs> nice. going to that. They wanted to have everyone together, have a little, uh, just a uh, bunch of people showing off different, uh, projects and they wanted everyone to create like little demos or, or something to show off there. And then they were going to have like a, a best of and everything like that, have a little voting thing on, on everyone's projects. And uh, so we were like, what was just like the most ridiculous thing we could come up with to just make people just like come together, have a hilarious time and look like idiots together. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we threw around like a bunch of ideas. For some reason, I think the real Madonna was just like, yo, I want to do a Kinect game. And all of us were immediately <laughs> like, yo, uh, <laughs> there's not really any good Kinect games. Like, I don't know. Like, I haven't... I, I, up until that point, never really played a fun Connect game as well. It was like, uh, I, I don't know. But uh, all right, let's let's try and come up with some ideas for it. And uh, Nick ended up one day uh, on the way into work coming up with the idea for Noodle Arms. And uh, we we're just like, uh, man, that sounds ridiculous. It might be crazy enough to work. So let, let's run with it. <laughs> So uh yeah every 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 video that I've seen of people who have who have played it they look like they are having ridiculous amounts yeah. of fun. Um it, it seems like you guys kind of you know you said you didn't see any good connect games out there and you can probably still say that <laughs> uh, at this point. Um there are but, there but it are looks some. like you guys might have <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, noodle arm. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there's one. So, so for the, <laughs> yeah, this one, right? So, so for those of you who don't understand what's happening here, you got like, yeah, you've got these old timey English gentlemen that rode on the bikes with the big wheel and the little wheel, um, and uh, <laughs> and and then imagine like the the uh, car, the wavy arm, wavy arm car display dude that you know was blown up by air. If the English guys have those arms. 
and you are those arms and I'm making the motion right now. So it looks ridiculous, but you just swing your arms around and, uh, and then you fight each other and beat each other up. Is that a pretty apt description of the game? Yeah. I'm, I'm an expert. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an expert. Yeah. I, I, Back of the box quote, best connect game. Ever. Yeah. I've, uh, I've gotten all the achievements. <laughs> 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 so so the other question I had was when when the real Madonna decided that he wanted to make PHL Collective and, and basically station it in Philly and we, we are going to just keep I'm, I'm just very going. glad about oh, that yeah. he'll, he'll be happy to hear about that in the morning. <laughs> absolutely it, it's, it's interesting because you guys are kind of sandwiched in two, two cities that have uh, you know kind of kind of upstart um, and, and more I guess the, the two towns of New York and Boston right now are getting a lot of um, coverage as, as far as their indie scenes go. Um, have you found that the indie scene in Philly itself is is, is growing kind of exponentially, or or is it is it doing lots of things uh, to kind of get more notice in 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 the way that the indie scene is growing? Do you, do you find there are a lot of new devs looking for places to to kind of find studios and make games together? Uh, yeah, too. Terry, do you want to take this one? Yeah, Terry, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Um, yeah, so the, the the indie scene in Philadelphia is definitely on the rise. Um, if you Cypher Prime hosts this weekly event called Dev Night, where developers come and just kind of hang out every Thursday night at their studio at Game Forge, mm-hmm. um, and it's a really big turnout. It's it's I don't know, Brian, how many people would you say are there on average on a Thursday? Maybe like it's got to be at least 30, 40 people. Thirty to forty like, people. Huh? Um, wow! Yeah, and there's always new people, new faces popping in, so it's always interesting to see kind of who's who's new in the scene, who's showing up, who's dropping by. Yeah, and they're and always yeah, doing so like, like game jams and stuff like that to get everyone together, get everyone making games. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so it's a nice. bunch of de- uh, de- developers all kind of supporting each other and sharing their work, collaborating, uh, and that's kind of right now a big part, a big central part of the the Philly dev scene. So yeah, there's a lot growing out of that right now. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, we got cut off at nib. So right. that's the timeline. So, so, so far we got to nib. We talked about how crazy nib is. We talked about how crazy noodle arm is. What's happened since nib. Um, well, since well, nib, remember again, it's nine months. We're talking about the guys started. <laughs> we're, in January. We're, only, we're only three it's, months in right, right now. It's the, Right, right. We're three months in, and we've already we've already spent twenty minutes talking about two games, um, and a, and the <laughs> third game that you should already have on your uh, yeah three on your mobile yeah. device. Well, we I mean we talked about two games, and then the third game you're supposed to have on your mobile device, and you can talk about it later. Okay, so awesome. right there you go. So now we've gotten the dev. What, what else? What else has come out of uh, PHL Collective? Uh, so I guess Terry, the... Brian, you start. Okay, Terry, you keep going. There you go. I'm sorry, right, you gotta cool. direct these things. <laughs> <laughs> We're like monkeys. Um, right. So <laughs> just throw shit at the window. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we we have a. Our, All right, Terry, go. Our our big project as of recently, one of our big projects is uh, called Cluster Puck '99, and that's a a per a really fun game. It's a local multiplayer game that we kind of whipped up. Uh, I started making a prototype of it back around PAX East, and then we kind of just 
played it in the office a couple times. We're like, this is really fun. Let's kind of further this into a, a, a full game and see what comes out of it. And it ended up being really fun. It's a it's a local multiplayer game. It supports up to eight people. So if you have a lot of USB controllers, just plug them in and you're good to go. It's kind of a, a mixture between soccer and hockey. Uh, but there's all kinds of crazy stuff like speed boosts and spikes and bumpers, uh, kind of like pinball or something. But it's basically <laughs> you're trying to get a puck into the other team's goal. And it's just it's a lot of mayhem. It's a lot of fun. A lot of people jumping around screaming at each other. Yeah. So that, that's, uh, that's the average you projects. guys put up on your on your site is awesome for that game. The <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we have a <laughs> we put a lot of uh, time and effort into our marketing. Uh, <laughs> 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 a lot of care, special. So care. it looks like you guys. So it looks like you guys, when you, when, at least from, from what I'm gauging as far as looking at the site and, and seeing the videos that you guys have put up and, and some of the coverage you've gotten already is that it looks like besides just wanting to have fun, you want to have these kind of collective experiences where people are in, pro- in close proximity having fun together. It's like small room gaming, kind of like sit next to each other and then talk a little crap while you play. Was that something that you guys have kind of focused on specifically or is that just something that has happened because of, you know, you guys having like a kind of tight niche, uh, tight knit uh, studio. I mean, I think it's it's kind of Brian. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Still on a project. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Denied. Uh, yeah, I want to <laughs> sorry, say sorry, that, sorry. that uh, it's it's kind of part chance uh, and and partly because of yeah the the tight knit group. You know, I think uh, we all have a lot of similar design uh, choices and and stuff that we like and. Uh, Whenever we're making a game, designing a game, I think it's just natural for us to like want to play with each other and uh, compete against each other. We're a very competitive group, uh, <laughs> and Clusterpuck has not helped that at all. Because uh, <laughs> now, literally every single day after work, we hang out for an hour and play Clusterpuck, and it's always the same exact teams and the same three maps that we play. And just, <laughs> it gets real heated. We've had some rage crit quits, uh, people leaving the office just because it just gets too intense. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, we definitely awesome. have focused on uh, local multiplayer um, for the past couple games. And uh, I wouldn't say it was something that, like, as a company, we, we set out to do. Like, we only want to make lo- local multiplayer games. Um, but it's just something that recently right. we've really been into and been having a lot of fun with. Very good. Very cool. All right. So, so we've got, so we've gotten to, we've gotten to Cluster Puck. So, uh, Cluster Puck is your first PC game, right? Yes. Correct. First PC. First well, PC Noodle, Noodle Arm was, I guess, technically PC. Well, yeah, Noodle Arm. Yeah, Noodle Arm was yeah. a Kinect game. So, if PC, you didn't yeah. have, if you had a PC with no Kinect, then you'd be screwed. But Correct. now you've got a PC, you can play custom cluster puck, but now you've got to get like uh, a USB hub so you can connect eight controllers together. So are you guys right. like, are you guys actually just like uh, middlemen for peripheral manufacturers or like <laughs> what kind of pushes are you guys? Yeah, we're getting some, um, we're getting some money from Mad Cats, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're bringing Mad Cats. Uh, you're getting kickbacks. Um. <laughs> So all right, so so you got your PC games, but now you guys have a a browser based game, right? That oh, see, now, uh, now you're jumping ahead. Now you just is... you just skipped like oh oh am three I months of production. All right, so, so <laughs> all right, so wait a minute. All right, so we've got the cluster puck. 
give me the rest of the games. Go for it. Uh, what came after Clusterpuck? Was that, was that, uh, real boxing, actual boxing next? Or, or no, 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 no. Then we had, uh, well, actually, I guess the, the next one we can't even talk about yet because we haven't released it. Uh, huh. but we made a couple, a couple, a couple demos that were like old school 90 shooters, kind of like, uh, Doom style. Uh, then we had, ah, okay. Uh, oh, right, another, yeah. another demo that was, uh, color based where you had to, you could only shoot somebody of the same color as you're currently active. Huh. And that, okay. that was, uh, mm-hmm. kind of an um, interesting is, demo. That's actually kind of similar to what that Nintendo game is going to be or something like that that they announced at E3. Yeah, we, <laughs> we saw that and we were like, oh man. They, yeah. <laughs> <completely> <laughs> yeah, they beat us to it. So, and then you were like, "Screw it, we're gonna we're, we're gonna anyway. do it anyway." Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. So, so then, so uh, then, what else do you guys have? Then I guess I we had real boxing, to... actual boxing. If you Terry, you want to tell them about that? All right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's again, that's another little prototype, also in the vein of local multiplayer madness. Uh, it's it's <laughs> that was pretty much like I think what it was a couple, there were a couple of days when we. We're like getting really, uh, just, I don't know. We've been working on some of our games for a while and we were getting a little stressed out. And we're like, we need to take a break, take a couple of days, practically like a little game jam and just like whip something up for hilarity's sake. And it's essentially a game made entirely out of cardboard. So we had a bunch of cardboard around the <laughs> office, boxes and stuff. And so we took Crayola markers and drew on them like third graders and cut them out with scissors, took pictures of them put them into our game uh and it's so we have all these cardboard animals jumping around this little arena and the idea is you're trying to take cardboard boxes and throw them up in the air and land them down on top of the other animals and squish them uh (laughs) (laughs) and it's just it's it's really silly there's like mexican mariachi music playing for (laughs) no reason yes and it works really well it's a lot of fun You're, you're trying to jump around throw these boxes around and not get squished right and there's like special boxes there's explosive boxes uh there's rocket boxes which like the second they land they kind of blast off in any direction and uh yeah when it's when it's two on two like that uh it kind of quickly becomes absolute chaos is it is it super competitive in your office it sounds like (laughs) it it can be it, it definitely can be yes yeah it sounds like you guys are like sitting there coding away and then looking at each other with disdain like i will i will fuck i'll get you no, we're, i'm making a game right now in which i can beat you we're best it. friends by day but when that when that cluster puck fires up it is it is on <laughs> uh, see that's what happens though you got to yeah. do it though you got to do it if you, if you, that's the only way you know you're having fun in in your job is you Look at each other, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Now it's time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a it's, it's not true friendship unless you don't you end up hating each other at the end. So you know. yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, we hate each other on the show. <laughs> oh, all the time, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, that's, that's, got... that's the way. That's the way we met. Yep, yep. I kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rest is history. Just some random. I'm just. Yeah, I'm just some random dude walking down the street, and he's right. like, "Hey, I'm gonna kick that dude in the nuts." Right, exactly. That's how I normally make friends. So, all right. So, so we got we got uh, we got uh, cluster puck. We got boxing, not actual boxing. And and now you guys are, are working with uh, 
Cartoon Network, right? No, that's correct. Ah, yeah. So that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean, you guys in fucking in in ten months, you guys have hit the big time. I mean, well, first off, first off, let's like, all right, I'm going to give you guys a chance to talk about this game. Um, and cause it's awesome and it's amazing. And it's definitely something that, that, uh, you guys should be lauded for, for, you know, managing to accomplish in 10 months. But like I said before this, as you were rattling off the list of games, you've done this, you know, the, the studio started in January and you guys have done all of this stuff. How much cocaine is running through that office? <laughs> we have just a huge mountain in the corner. We all just kind of communally. Right. Every, every right, night before right in the this. entranceway when you walk in, you just right. got to slam your right. face into right. it. And then it's, it's finished again. Line after line. So right. so it's like the real Madonna walks into the room and it's like boiler room all over right. again. We're just walking in. Just... Yeah, we're all just looking like Scarface all right, boys. at our tables. Which is right, right, exactly. Mouths. Every night is like the last scene of Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... you, better, you better compile this code or you got to do two more lines. Right. Get it done. Right. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh my. <laughs> but, it, but it sounds like you guys are like pushing out a bunch of stuff, but also like it's not you don't seem stressed out not we I mean, well right now because it's like late at night and you've had enough you had enough <laughs> time between working and hanging out to kind of chill out but it doesn't sound like you guys are super super pressured at, at the gig enough to make you sound like the usual dev discussions where it's like oh i'm in crunch all the time and it's crazy and i hate it and some of right. the stuff so it sounds like it sounds like the studio is taking care of you guys at least mentally <laughs> in that way where you can say hey you know i'm doing all right yeah um, can you guys go into a little bit of how how the the Cartoon Network deal kind of came came about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I I totally ran that tangent <laughs> off the off the off the rails. Um, Terry, why don't you uh, why don't you talk about that if if that's if that's in your wheelhouse? If not, you can you can dish it off to Brian. Think for a second. Uh, okay. Yeah, Brian, how did we actually get that get that so, Cartoon Network? Where did that start? So, uh, actually, it started at PAX East. Uh, Cartoon Network and Adult Swim had a booth not too far away from ours where we were showing off Noodle Arm. And uh, okay. mm-hmm. Nick actually had a, a buddy who was working at Cartoon Network at the time, put us in contact uh, with okay. some people. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, not too, not too long after that, they were uh, asking us if we could pitch them some ideas for games. And uh, we ended up pitching them uh, the idea for what turned into be Colossal Catastrophe. And uh, can can you can you tell the folks what Colossal Catastrophe is about? Yeah, uh, Terry, it's kind of your uh, your baby. So you wanna you wanna run them through it? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, Colossal Catastrophe is a, a game about Tom and Jerry. So it's a Tom and Jerry based game where Tom has eaten these magical apples. Uh, the game kind of takes place in an alternate universe version of the show where uh, they live in a witch's house because that's kind of part of what they've been doing with some of the episodes like around right. Halloween and, and stuff like that. So he's, eat, he's eating these enchanted apples, which make him like a big fat sphere, essentially like a ball of cat. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry decides to take advantage of this and jump on top of him and roll him around, uh, knocking over furniture and also collecting more apples which make him get bigger and bigger and 
to the point where he's knocking over trees and houses and it kind of it kind of has that katamari effect where you yeah. know you're starting it's small katamari yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> Yes. There's uh, there's some inspiration uh, there. For terrible sure. <laughs> So so I mean that's awesome. How long has that game been around? How, when did it, when did it get introduced? Colossal Kitty. Um, yeah. Or Colossal Catastrophe. It uh yeah it it started <laughs> a couple that's months a ago. Yeah. <laughs> We've been working on it for about <laughs> what like three or four months. Um, yeah. And it was literally just released like a couple days ago. So. It's it's brand new, yeah, brand new. Released in time for oh, Halloween. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, so my question to you, Terry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, T. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's free on the browser. So you know, ask your yeah. question, fucker. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> damn, that just threw me way off. Uh, so Terry, the question I had was, since since you did say it was your baby uh, to a certain extent, how does it feel to see your prototype go from where it started to, you know, working with such a well-known IP that, you know, people people for, for years and years and decades at this at this point are, are familiar with that property and, and those two, those two, that character, I should say. How does it feel to see that kind of change into and morph into that? It's kind of weird. It's like pretty surreal. I don't know. I like it a lot. I mean, I kind of grew up. I watched a lot of Tom and Jerry when I was younger. Um, and it's, it's it's super crazy to just go on CartoonNetwork.com and, you know, see the project that we all worked on right there on the front page. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's cool to be able to work with characters that, you know, you know, are established characters. Yeah, but you, you know you have to work within the bounds of those characters and their world. But you kind of have a lot of creative freedom to do with you do what we what you want with these characters. So it's it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Brian, you got anything on yeah, that? Yeah, awesome. I mean, I, I would agree. It was uh, awesome. Just to just that like those first couple weeks of being like, yo, like this is Tom and Jerry. Like I've watched the shit out of this show, and now like I'm I'm able like I have <laughs> access to all of. Cartoon Network's material, you know, like I can do whatever I want with these characters and not get sued or taken to jail for it. Uh, <laughs> that was like that was really cool. Uh, and then uh, now it's 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 been really fun just uh, seeing the response to it. You know, now now that it's live on the website, um, already we've had close to a hundred thousand plays on the game. Uh, there's couple hundred comments on it and just seeing everybody what they're saying about the game it's it's all been very positive everyone seems to really like it and just uh all of that's been uh like terry said just kind of surreal because i mean for for us we've only been out of uh college for you know less than a year now so it's uh it's been a lot very quick um so how how big is how big is the studio how many guys how many guys and gals do you guys have working over at phl collective right now um, on average, about six, uh, kind of moves around a little bit. Like we had an intern right now. So that kind of is, is a, a new addition. And we have a guy who works, does our music. He's here like part-time. So he'll be here sometimes, but not always. Uh, so on average about six people. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you guys have put, so not only have you done a shitload of games in, in nine, 10 months, but you've done it with a core of five or six people. Yeah. Uh, we kind of have amazing. pretty much like a, a pretty solid dream team. I mean, we got one or two programmers. We got like uh, 
two or three environment and prop artists. Uh, we got an animator, a music guy, and then the real Madonna to kind of bring it all together. And it all kind of, we just kind of got a little <laughs> bit of, you know, everything. Oh, are there two Brian's? I see two yes, Brian's. Uh, <laughs> I'm back in now, it's, guys. It's a, it's a perfect, it's a perfect world. Perfect world with two Brian's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I keep dropping out there. When, no, no when one Gitlin is not enough. <laughs> I, I was scared. I was scared. I thought the Cartoon Network people came and snatched you in a black <laughs> They weren't happy with what I was saying. <laughs> you 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 were just uh, reiterating, you know how how cool it was to have like access to the whole Cartoon Network uh, Tom and Jerry stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then uh, I was just saying after that, like uh, seeing the response now that the game's actually live, being able to watch uh, all these people play it and respond to it. Uh, I mean, within the first couple of days, it's only been live since Monday, and we already have uh, close to 100,000 plays on the game. Uh, like, I don't know, close to 200 comments. And just being able to go through that, see all these kids who are playing the game, enjoying it, talking about right. it, it's uh, it's been really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So in the beginning, no, it's super dope. In the beginning, when you guys were doing the planning phases, I'm sure, you know, it's interesting to hear that you said you had, like, access to all this crazy stuff that you never had access to <laughs> yeah. before were you did you did you guys really think about making that tom and jerry mk clone that mortal kombat clone with tom and jerry stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Do some pretty sweet fatalities i think <laughs> yeah i'm just saying yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean if you guys if you if you guys still have some access to that stuff yeah. i can i can make the hell out I of mean... some, some stick figures and <laughs> I took like one hour of a Maya class. I can, I can maybe do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll be contacting you about that soon. Yeah, send your resume. Please, yeah, please. Yeah. Please, I, I will absolutely do it. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for, for hanging out with us. I know that it was uh, lots of fun, you guys, being on the show with us and, and talking about all the crazy games that you guys have been making. You guys are like the speedrunners of, of game production at this point it's like you guys are like burning through uh development time and making awesome stuff um but before we let you guys go is there anything that you guys wanted to pimp anything you guys wanted to tell that's going to come out soon anything else that you want to talk about that you want to share with our audience or that you can share with our audience because we know you have yeah. some stuff in the pocket but um we're going to let you guys go i'm going to let brian you can share first. that too you can share it <laughs> uh well yeah uh for starters definitely check out uh Colossal Catastrophe on CartoonNetwork.com uh, is nice. right on the front page. Biggest banner on there. You can't That's miss it. Awesome. Uh, and also, uh, we've got some stuff in the works working on a couple console builds for uh, Cluster Puck. Oh, nice. Uh, we can't say specifically which ones yet, but uh, we're working on some ports right now. So uh, keep an eye out for some updates on that coming up in the next uh, probably month or so. All right, nice. Right on, right on. Terry, you have the last word. Make yeah. it good. <laughs> yeah just, no pressure uh, same no thing pressure that, same thing that uh that brian said check out colossal catastrophe uh go check out cluster puck if you get the chance uh just yeah yeah <laughs> oh terry mentioned the green light oh yeah our, we're cluster uh, puck our, our cluster puck uh is on green light steam green light and we're very very close we're we're doing really well and we need like tiny little push to get there so if anybody out there feels like supporting Poor old PHL collective and <laughs> trying to trying to get on green light. <laughs> Come check us. Uh, just, you can just search Cluster Puck ninety nine on the green light 
Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely uh, push out uh, some links for everything, and we'll do a whole bunch of social media yeah, stuff because we, be we do that all the time. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to be at any awesome. upcoming uh, festivals or any upcoming uh, uh, gamer conferences and stuff? Nah, I don't, Game- we don't have any plans yeah. right now. I think we, uh, we just got back from gamer camp. Okay. Yeah, we just did gamer camp. That was in Toronto, and then. Uh, all right, so gamer camp. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, I think we we submitted what we submit to some other festivals and we're going to hear back from them and we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right, cool. So we want to give, yeah, not in, not in the works just yet. Yeah. So we want to give you guys again, a shout out. We want you guys to check out their website, phlcollective.com. I want to give a big shout out to both Brian and Terry for being with us and the real Madonna for not being with us, but it's okay. Cause we'll get him Madonna. at some other future, future <laughs> date. Uh, again, that is the real Madonna. Dot com. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> at the real um, Madonna. <laughs> I wonder what that site is. Uh, uh, before before <laughs> you guys before you guys run away, um, I I just want to see. I mean, you guys are active on Twitter. If you are and you feel like uh, giving your social media Twitter handles and Instagrams and all that other stuff, uh, let the people know where they can find you guys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's uh, phlcollective.com, at phlcollective. Uh, I don't know what the Instagram one is exactly. but it's, I think the Instagram is just phlcollective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, we're all it's over everything. Original. If you go to our website, there, you can find the links to all of our uh, social media stuff there. So Very cool. Yeah, follow us, hit us up. Very cool, very cool. All right, so we're going to boogie. Right uh, we're going to head right. into our breakdown right after this, and we're going to let these brothers go. But until that time, we're going to break it down. Break it down. So the first piece of breakdown news for us is um, today, as we're recording on Thursday, is the uh, first day of the Evolve Big Alpha. And uh, yours truly got to play it, got to stream it. Hopefully, uh, some of you got to uh, got a chance to watch um, me play in my stream called Stan and the Evolve Lucian. Get it? Ha 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 ha. I'll probably do some more streaming uh, throughout the weekend. I think the uh, I think the 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 alpha goes until November sixth. So you may have mm-hmm. a chance to catch me if I'm still streaming later on in the week. Um, you may get a chance to I catch. Think we, me. I think we'll probably play a little bit together, right? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, we we definitely will. Um, and uh, hopefully, if you guys uh, enjoy us and enjoy the game, um, we've sent out some shouts to the guys, the good the good people over at turtle rock studios the the makers of the game and hopefully we can get them on the show um because yeah that would that would be dope that would be dope that would be dope so uh now is now is your chance for you for you Kyle, to ask me what i thought of the game so cicero yes what did you think about the game oh well funny you should ask me um uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> so so i thought um I really enjoyed, I really, really enjoyed the game. And, but, you know, the thing is, since the, I mean, the pedigree is there, right? Like, so right. when, when the trailer, when the trailer was first announced, you know, about six months ago, probably March, April or so, 
of uh, of this mm-hmm. year. It was it was everything you wanted. It was from the guys who had made Left for Dead a a four v one game where where cooperation and communication were key. Um, and, and you were, you were, uh, reliving your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger from the Predator dream and hunting a monster on, you know, in a sci-fi dream, hunting a monster on this alien planet. And from, from just from the trailer and, and from that description, it hits all of those notes correctly. Um, it does mm. all of that stuff just beautifully. It definitely feels like Left for Dead. Like you definitely feel immediately like you're part of whatever's happening. You're part of this world. Um, so, you know, before each match starts, there's a cutscene that starts in the dropship where the four, the four main characters are having some banter back and forth. And it's, you know, usually really silly, some silly stuff that, uh, that they say, but it's, you know, it's always really funny. Um, and then, and then you jump onto the ground and you start hunting the monster. No, basically the way the game works, if you guys don't know, uh, four humans versus one human, uh, the one human is a monster that evolves, get it, um, by <laughs> eating, uh, f- a flower and fauna in this, on this alien planet. And it evolves into three stages. And, uh, the key for the monster is to, uh, evolve to stage three and destroy this power structure, um, to kind of destroy the habitat. And, and there's, you know, there's a little story behind that or whatever, or kill all of the people that are hunting him. So, and the way you evolve is by eating the flower and the fauna, uh, uh, of the, you know, the indigenous life that's there. Um, and then the, the four are four different classes of hunters that are hunting this animal Mm -hmm. and, and they are hunting this monster and they have to try and track it, trap it and kill it before it can kill them eventually. Uh, and, uh, I mean, that's pretty much the game in a nutshell. And it's, it's super simple to explain, I guess. But it, there's definitely a lot of nuance into it, and and that's what makes you. That's what keeps you coming back. That's the secret sauce. It is. It is did did really the shooting good. feel good? Did the did it graphically look good? Did it did it feel you know? Because Left 4 Dead has this pedigree of of being kind of you know the big thing about Left 4 Dead was the the basically monster spawners that were random and it would it would change up the gameplay. Right. Um, for this game, that you don't have that, but it seems like it's going to be based upon how the classes feel and how they shoot and how they kind of interact with each other how, how did that how do those dynamics feel so i mean they all work they all work it's you know it's it's first person but it's not fps you know it's it's not super twitch base but when i point at the thing that i want to shoot i shoot it you know so it works mm-hmm. um that that part really works the thing that's great about this game is that you know that you're on this alien planet you're hunting this animal uh, you're hunting this monster but the planet is very alive so much so much like left for dead where the the director mode really changed where the the zombies and the undead would attack from and what was going on 
this world mm-hmm. is alive, so you don't know where other animals, because other animals that the monster can attack and eat and grow, you know, and get gain armor and abilities from, or they can attack you, or they can just leave you alone. It really depends on, on what's going on, and, and the animals will act and react based on their natural behavior. So if you're attacking them, if you're attacking one member of the herd, the herd will come and, and attack you. Um, crossing rivers, there are river monsters that when you get out of the river may come and come on the land and grab you and try and eat you. Um, there are That's man-eating the... carnivorous plants that will that will trap you inside of them and try and eat and kill you. It's so I mean, there's so there's so much more going on than just the four of you trying to hunt this thing. It's it's staying alive and working together to to accomplish this goal in this hostile land. Um, and and that part is is amazing. Um, graphically, it looks really good. This is the alpha. Um, the game looks really good. It, it, the, so the, the opening scene is a dropship similar to Titanfall. And I would mm-hmm. say graphically it's about the same. And, you know, Titanfall is not a bad looking game. Um, you no, know, it's no, not no, the no. most beautiful. Yeah. It's not the most beautiful game that you've ever seen, but it's still a good looking game. Um, it definitely looks like a game that is supposed to be running on. Uh, you know, current gen consoles. Yeah, and so you know, from 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 that perspective, it's it's really cool. Um, the way the game kind of works is there's a leveling system with each of the weapons that you have. So each character has four different weapons that they can use, or four attributes at their disposal. Um, there's mm-hmm. an assault class, a support class, a medic class, and a tracker class. Um, the assault class has two different types of heavy weapons, essentially, and then a mine that they can use to, they have to set and, uh, try and get the, the monster to trip and explode over. Uh, also mm-hmm. they have a shield that they can use. Uh, so it's a personal shield that will allow them to take infinite amounts of damage for a short period of time. Uh, so essentially they become a tank. They're the DPS. Uh, the medic class is exactly that. Uh, the medic has uh, a sniper rifle that pierces the armor and actually create weak points on the monster. So as soon as, as soon as you shoot it, you'll see a bullseye. And if you hit that, you get extra damage. Um, oh, that's dope. Yeah. And then it also has, the medic also has a tranquilizer that if you shoot the monster with the tranquilizer, it slows down. And then glows green. There's an outline around it, so you can actually track it and, and chase it. Uh, plus, it has hmm. uh, the ability to heal an individual or heal area effect heal. So those are two different two different things. Uh, the support class has a what's called a laser cutter. It's you know basically an LMG, but it's you know it's called the laser cutter. And then it's also got a shield, a personal shield that it can use to heal. To shield someone, uh, much like the the medic's heal heal gun, it's a shield gun, um, and then mm-hmm. it's got a uh, a cloaking device that's an area effect cloaking device. So if you're in the general area that the support class is in, then everyone gets cloaked, and I don't know if the monster can see you. And then it also has, I think the, I think that's, I think it has the harpoon gun. 
I think there's a harpoon gun that it uses the support class where there's mm-hmm. uh harpoons you drop them down and it traps the it traps the it traps the guy in there oh no 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 the medic has the harpoon gun um somebody said oh no 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 the medic doesn't have the harpoon gun i'm getting to the harpoon gun but there's a harpoon gun um there <laughs> the support class has a an aerial strike where you can find them you know find the monster drop an aerial an old little vsat and just kind of uh, do an aerial strike on them, and you know, for massive damage. The assault class, like I said, the assault class, and then the the trapper class has a dog called Daisy that hunts, really? that will hunt the the monster. And you see the tracks, but the dog, that you know, Daisy, your your alien dog will will hunt it a little more, a little bit more efficiently than just seeing the tracks. Um, then it also has. Uh, they've got a machine gun that does a little bit of damage, but it doesn't do a lot. Has a harpoon gun that, when the monster is is monster is in a general vicinity, will track the monster, and if it trips over them, will harpoon it into an area and keep it from moving. Really limiting limiting its mobility, so you can uh, do a bunch of damage. And then the tracker also has the mobile arena dome which is a thing that mm. if you guys have been watching trailers you've seen it's this giant dome that kind of traps traps the monster in an area so that you you know you can make sure that it keeps it keeps it from going away um and you know you can deal a lot of damage um yeah it's it's really really good um the balance is is good so far uh from what i've uh-huh. seen uh, i tried Try being the monster once. I got my ass kicked really quickly. The monster has four. I was going to ask you how that, how that was. Yeah, it, it, I, yeah, like I, you know, so when, the first time that you try an ability or the first time you try a class, you get a little tutorial, but the tutorial doesn't, it, it you know, it kind of gets your feet wet, but it, you know, it's really a trial by fire type of thing where, you know, you really just kind of have to go in and, and learn it as you go along. Um, like I was saying before, each time you use a weapon at the end of the match, whether you win or lose, you get an you know an after action report on uh, what you did, um, and then how much damage you dealt, and then you get to level up, and that's how that's how things progress in the game. So as you level up in the game, you'll gain access to newer characters, to better weapons or different weapons, um, and you can level up the weapons that you have, and you gain extra abilities as you your overall level up. Um, so, okay. yeah, so I've gotten, so far I've gotten to the point where I can do more damage. Um, the the dog Daisy can sniff um, 15% more efficiently and and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's pretty dope. I'm yeah. excited because that's, that's one of the games that we have kind of had on our radar is like yeah. another good co-op, another good co-op game that we'll be able to kind of snag people together and play with with friends. So it sounds like they have a pretty good foundation going. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it, it, it does, does it seem like the, the people that you played with kind of knew what to do with their roles? Did you see that, that, that the teamwork was actually there even with playing with randoms? Um, yes and no. So of course, the first match I got into, no one had mics. Um, oh God. and yeah, right. Exactly. And it was just, it was, it was as atrocious as you would expect it to be. 
um, because you're just kind of, you know, you're just lost in the storm there. And one guy ran off and he was doing his own thing. And, you know, we wind up, you know, we wind up dying. Um, but then when I got a group of guys that were talking together, right, it worked, it worked really, really well. It worked really well. The, so there's a, there's a thing about this game. So it's 4v1. You can't be in a party with five people, but you can invite five people to a match, but you can't be in party chat with five people and then try to do it. So you can invite. Is that what other person supposed to spectate or no? No, no. So, so when I say five people four you and four other people, but if you, oh, so okay. if you're in a party, you and four other people are in a, an actual party chat, you've got to shut that party chat down and go to game chat um, and create a room and then invite all four, you know, all five of you into the same room. And then you guys can play. Um, but it won't allow you to be five people in a party and party chat because then the monster gets an unfair advantage because he can hear right, everything, knows that you're, people you know, hear everything that you're saying. Um, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. I mean, yeah. That, that works. And, and, and they, and the matchmaking, the way the matchmaking works is you can set it up to, um, actually have your, uh, your preference as to what role you'd like to play. Or you can choose no mm-hmm. preference at all, and you can rank them. So you can rank them oh, nice. one through, you know, one through five, or you can just do no preference. Um, I wish that you could rank no preference within your preferences. Okay. So, so that you could be like, you know, oh, hey, I want to be assault, but if I can't be assault, I really don't give a shit what I am, and oh, okay. and and let no preference be the next thing, so you don't even have to worry about. Because, you know, it's going to look for, it's going to try and matchmake you with an assault. And if it can't find assault, it's going to matchmake you with, you know, medic or whatever, whatever you rank them as. But if you don't care, if, if what you really care about is being assault, but not anything else, it would be nice to be able to put random in that group. And maybe that's something that they can add since this is an alpha. Um, so, okay. so yeah, that, that, that would be, that would be really cool. I could see, I can see this game having a really long tail. Um, people playing this game for months and months on end. Um, mm-hmm. much, much like Left 4 Dead, but I don't see myself putting epic amounts of hours into the game at a time. Which, which I, I'm actually okay with. I'm really okay with. Like, I, I don't right. see 12 hour Destiny sessions in, in the future with Evolve. But but I'm I'm happy about. I don't that. I don't think that game would lend itself to that. No, because well, no. I don't think you have enough content for that. Right, right. It's it's, um, it's a good actually. You know, if you've got two or three hours to kill, two or three hours with this, you'll have a blast. Especially if you've got friends together, um, playing this, you can you can really run through it. And and depending on, I've had matches that that have lasted fifteen minutes. I've had matches that have lasted two and a half minutes. So, um, it, wow. you know, it, That's I mean, crazy. It, yeah, it's really, it really, uh, can, can run the gamut in terms of how long, how long a match takes. So, so it's, yeah, it's really cool. I, I'm really enjoying it so far. Sounds like one of those like quick, quick to learn, but hard to master. Kind absolutely. Of absolutely. Which makes it amazing. Yeah. That's dope. I, I like that. Let's see. 
I guess I guess the the other thing that has popped up in the past week was so Sony has basically dropped their long awaited 2.0 patch which added a bunch of features like uh now you'll be able to share your videos directly to YouTube um there's some other stuff in there that's, like that's themes dope. and all the yeah. stuff and we and we talked about some of that stuff in the in a previous show or at least we kind of glanced towards right. it you know USB music you throw USB music on a stick I mean well, music on a USB drive and throw it on a stick wait a minute was throw it in there and you can, I think we talked about that in the show that never aired this is no, the show the show that, that never aired never aired um, in the in the go in the ghost show, it was yes, in that yes, we talked about yes, it. the the show that was caught between the space between spaces. Um, yeah, basically. So yeah, so, yeah. so we so never yeah, talked. It was about in there it. a little bit. Yeah, so we never talked about it, and now we're talking about it. <laughs> right. that they had they had some 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 stuff in that update that that's pretty dope. Um, but the the feature that I got to actually play and and, and mess around with. Um, I can give a big shout out to Tony Polanco and uh, Emilio Lopez from the coalition uh, because I basically did it with them is nice. the long awaited share play that they talked about at the past E3. And let me tell you that if you were wondering what this generation was going to be about and how people are going to learn how to do new things and talked about, you know, my console is not what it's supposed to be. And this generation sucks because there's no cool stuff that's happening yet. SharePlay is the mother effing future. Nice. And I'm saying that with no with no doubt in my mind. Like I don't know I will say I don't know if it's a feature that will be used a lot because I don't think people will understand the potential of it. Plus a lot of people you have to you have to basically understand why you're using it. It's it's a it's a feature with a purpose. It's not something that they kind of threw in there just for the hell of it. So right. the way it breaks down is uh you jump into a party um you can start your session basically with whoever's in the party we had three people in the party so it means only two people can 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 do it but another person can still talk and chat with you guys okay so uh so the other person and i we started the session up so we wanted to test it with a couple of different things and we tested it with ufc which is a which is a two-player uh two-player game basically right um the cool thing about share play is that you can do two versions of it, which is one, you can take the controller from someone else while they're playing their game. So basically like you're handing your controller off to someone who would be locally in your room, or you can basically play games as if they were couch co-op. So sports games like UFC or NBA live or NBA 2k that, that where you would either play online to get that multiplayer experience, or you would do what you do you know, before the internet and played with the person right next to you, you can run a session like that in any game that has local multiplayer, which is amazing. Yeah, that's dope. So that's really dope. So we did it. It's crazy because it actually works. And wow. that's the thing that bugged me out when they announced it. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. It's it'll be cool. You got Gaikai. This is maybe the first inclination of what Gaikai can do. And what happens is so you start the session, UFC starts um, you invite them to basically, you know, take another controller. Uh, they take the other controller and then they are playing the game with you like you if you were sitting right next to them. It is so freaking and, amazing. Right. And, and the, you know, the other part of that is they don't have to have the game. They don't have to own the game. So that's correct. don't have to so download it, it. Don't have to install it. Don't have to do any of that. So the crazy thing is this. You would think that this would only work with games that you've downloaded to your hard drive. This works with disc-based games as well. Oh, word. So 
imagine if you had a Gamefly subscription and you basically wanted to, you know, you test out a lot of games or you play a lot of different games often. And you're like, well, you know, usually you would have to go give that game to someone physically. You can just say, hey, right. I heard that you were going to go get this game. I'd like to try it out. Maybe I'd want to buy it. You can absolutely try that game out. So the so the crazy thing was right. uh, Emilio and I were playing UFC. On my end, it looked pretty. It looked pretty good as far as like um, the, the 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 lag, um, and it wasn't it wasn't noticeable on my end. Emilio said that there was a little bit of delay on his end. Okay, but it wasn't noticeable enough that you couldn't that he couldn't maneuver and do things that you would normally do in a in a fighting game. That is kind of you know UFC is a twitch based kind of game. I don't right. know if you could do this with a with a shooter, and I don't know if you could do this with a fighting game proper. But games that are like that, you could absolutely, absolutely do it. Right. Uh, we played that. We played a little bit of Towerfall Ascension, which nice. is a local, which is only a local multi multiplayer game. So I don't have friends besides you guys, <laughs> and you know, no one ever really comes over to to play games with me. So games like Towerfall Ascension, I literally basically couldn't. I, I wasn't going to get the enjoyment out of it because I didn't have a local person to play with. I can totally play that with people now because of because of uh, share play. The sessions last an hour, which is a really good amount of time if you want to gauge how much you want to play a game. And then we tried it with Shadow of Mordor, which was really interesting. So so the other the the first part of that session, uh, I was the host. So I was like, well, let me see what it looks like from the other end as far as being the person who's going to get some of that lag. Right. I totally played Shadow of Mordor. There is some input lag, but it was way more playable than I thought it was going to be. Like I could pull off combos. I could pull off counter moves, which is all timing based. Oh, yes. Right. You may have to like okay. pre, you know, you pre press a little bit, you press the button a little bit early, but you get the, you get the cadence of where the lag is going to be and you compensate, but it still was extremely playable. The, the video quality kind of degrades a little bit. It only, it'll, it'll only play up to 60 frames per, I'm sorry. It'll only play up to I think 720p and maybe 30 frames a second, which is oh, not okay. not terrible. Right. But it but it and it does a little bit of weird stuff with the way that it actually displays the the game. Like I have a 60 inch TV and it kind Hello. of cut off the. No, stop it! That was like <laughs> I saved so much. I saved so long to get that TV. Anyway, um, <laughs> so. It kind of will cut off the ends. At least it did in the Shadow of Mordor. It may do that in uh, different games. Like it didn't. It didn't fill my screen the the proper way. And I don't know if that's a setting issue that you can change or you can fix. But you can also, if you're having any any uh, lag, you can change the settings to basically do a st- what they call standard or high. So if it's on high and you're feeling you're getting some lag, if you drop it down, the visual quality will, will, will lessen a little bit. It's not ugly. It's not gross. But it's it'll give you a little bit of frames back, basically. So, okay. so, so I don't know. SharePlay right now is, you know, that's a feature that would sell a system and would yeah. also kind of put a system on the map of saying, we have new technology that we are implementing in our system. What you going to do? Right. Well, it's, it's 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 a it's a way to differentiate the system from its predecessor, and it's a way for it to differentiate itself from its competitor. Because you know there was a time 
when, especially after the Xbox One or after Microsoft decided to uh, release the system without the Kinect, that the that the systems mm-hmm. were pretty much identical. So you know, I mean, it was that this is something where you know that Sony can can proudly say, "Hey, you can only do this here." Yeah. Question for you is yep. so so you guys are playing UFC, and you get an mm-hmm. hour to play UFC. Right. And the way the way that it works is basically you guys are in the party. You send an invitation to share play with uh with Tony or with with Emilio with Eman, and so you send the invitation to specifically to a person, not to the party. Correct. So usually, so what happens is it'll say you started you started a session. Right. Um, you can send it directly to one person. Okay. Or it can be a kind of whoever wants to grab it first kind of scenario, which oh, is funny because okay. then people will just take it first and then be like, "What the hell?" Right. I was supposed to be doing that, but you can send right. it directly to a person. It'll it'll put an icon that's next to you and the person, and say that you two are linked together in share play. So right. you you can you can do either either or. I wish that you could. A thing that I wish you could do is, if you're not in a party yet, and you want to start that process send it as a like a message or something where you're out of the out of the party already and you're like all right cool I want to I want to share this game with somebody let me send it through a direct message or if if there's a way to do it so that when you're in your friend's screen on the PS4 mm-hmm. that you can do it from their name like I want to like I basically want to go and share uh I want to share play with somebody right now who has NBA live 15 I would like to be able to look through my friends list and say, here's an like, can I please share play with you? Because that would be kind of dope because then you can you can be like, hey, you know, I'd like to try this game out. It'd be like uh, an invitation or or a notification or something that's like, hey, somebody wants to share play with you. It would and it would only work with your friends. And maybe you can designate who you want to share play things with and put them in like some separate little box and say, hey, these are the people I want to share things with or. What would be even better would be something that you can say, these games that are coming out or are out, if you have these games, let me know. I know that Xbox One had something where whenever you had a game and it would kind of throw up a, a notification of like, such and such has played this game. And da 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 da. Like, right. I think it was a toast that did that or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's uh, not a toast, but there's. So there's a. One of the tabs is games that that your friends are playing like the top three Mm -hmm. games that your friends are playing um at Mm -hmm. this particular moment and then if you go to a user's a specific user's uh page you'll be able to see what games they're what you know what the top three or four games that they've been playing are um but there's nothing that pops up that says oh you know uh contact kins is playing forza horizon 2 or something like that um, okay. So you know nothing, nothing, nothing like that. You know, I think okay. you know, yeah. That 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 level of messaging would be would be a little too much because you know you can have up to a thousand friends and and on uh, PS4 two thousand. You know, every time somebody popped up and was playing some new game or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you'd never you'd never see the end of messages. Um, oh yeah. But but so so oh. my question so my question about that. Uh, about you know whether or not you send the invitation to the party or 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 to a particular person is 
So you're playing UFC. Right. And, uh, you know, you whooped out E-Man. And now you're going to whoop out Tony. Do you send mm-hmm. Tony another invitation? Does the counter reset for another hour? Yes. So what it does is it'll stop the session. Uh-huh. The other person leaves the session or you shut it down, basically, period. And then you start a new one and it starts a new counter. It starts a new 60-minute counter. How quickly can you do that? It's it's fairly quick. There there are a little bit of of uh, some hitches to it where I think the first time we tried it, it basically showed. I sent the invite out and then it went out. He got it and he started it, but he didn't see the he didn't see the game playing. So we had to basically like shut the room down and then do not the whole not the party, but like shut the share the share uh, play session down, start it again, and then he was able to to jump in. It's a little bit hitchy, but honestly the. The amount of times that it's hitchy in comparison to how it actually works, you'll you they'll they'll fix that. They'll tweak that. That'll be something that they'll figure right. out later on. Right. Um, That's dope. And it works. That's so dope. I, I was I was and I'm I'm glad that you said that um, because I think again and I want to reiterate this is like people talk about features that are game changers. I totally think that this is a game changer. This is something that you that people didn't think was possible and also something that works fairly well. So you got to give kudos where kudos are due. So, right. Right. And it works, works fairly well out the box for Sony. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you know, not, not that, too much of they've a been fu- having problems with lately. They did fix one thing and then broke something else. Like my, my PlayStation will not go into, uh, it won't go into rest mode anymore without going all the way off, which is something that they're going to have to repatch. But, Huh, For the most okay. part, uh, share play is, is, is right. doing what it's supposed to do. Um, and I guess before, I know we were supposed to be going to our music break in a minute, but right. um, since we lost our last show, I didn't get a chance to talk about Sunset Overdrive. I just want to do that real quick. Um, and Sunset Overdrive, I'm just going to take two minutes, is freaking yeah. dope. Yeah. Shout out to the folks over at Insomniac Games. Uh, you guys did a great job. Um uh, Lisa Brown and Drew Murray and the rest of the crew over there. You guys did an amazing job with that game. It's a lot of fun. I finally beat Godfrey's uh, score in this one mission, and I was trying <laughs> to do that drink for like a half an hour. So, so I got you, Godfrey. Um, my one only, my only gripe is that, and I said this in our in our Phantom show, was that uh, the character's voice doesn't change. And that's kind of disappointing. And when I say doesn't change, it doesn't change per, per I guess, racial divide, makeup, markup, whatever you want to call it. So it's like it's right. My my dude who looks like Andre two thousand point five, right. uh, has the voice of a surfer white guy, and that I wish it, it pulls you a little bit out of the, out of the experience. And it was something that that I talked about um at home with my wife, and she was like. Well, you know, the, the, the woman who's in the game, she doesn't have like, cause you know, when they usually give people kind of racial tones, uh, they kind of overemphasize them and, and kind of go all yeah. the way. Right. And she was like, well, that's kind of good that it's not like the, the super stereotypical version of what they want. And I was like, yeah, but there's a middle ground too. And there's a black character in the game that has that kind of voice. And I wish that my character had that voice too. Cause it throws me off every time my character talks that he's like, <laughs> like that. And I'm like, that's okay. 
<laughs> it, th- it throws me um, off. It's it's dope because they because they did a great job yeah. with the with the customization. It's really really good and it's yeah. fun and you do get more stuff in the game the more you play it. So right. that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a really fun game that breaks the fourth wall uh, often. Um, which you know, again, like like Drew said in the, in the interview, it's it's a video game that reminds you that video games used to be fun. Yep. Um, and they have and, nailed that. Right, and you can you can still have fun with video games. Um, Word. you know, and and Paris is a grumpy old man because he doesn't like it. It's not his type of game. Paris, <laughs> you are, so uh, you're a grumpy old man, Paris. Um, that being said, if you guys don't have an Xbox One. Um, now is the time to get one. It really is. And I know I've said this <laughs> many, many times, and I will say it again, guaranteed. But, uh, if you guys haven't noticed, the Xbox One is going for sale. It is for sale. They are giving them away $349 for an Xbox One now, uh, through January 3rd is the quote unquote uh sale that they're that they're going to do um but this includes all of the bundles so you can if you're lucky still find a uh sunset overdrive white edition for less for sub four hundred dollars i don't know if i've seen one for 349 but i think i've seen one for 375 on like amazon or something like that but there is a new deal that'll be out the day after this airs, depending on when we release this, whether it's Monday or Tuesday. Um, but on uh, November 4th, there will be a, a an Assassin's Creed edition of the Xbox One, which will allow you no special, you know, uh, you know, denotations or any kind of graphics or screens or anything like that on it. But you'll get uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, uh, a code for Assassin's Creed Unity. So you get both of those games for three forty nine. And if you buy the version with Connect, you also get Dance Central Spotlight, selling for the Stubnostication price of four forty nine. So nice. so for four hundred and fifty dollars, you can get uh, Xbox One with Connect and three games. Um, that's amazing. And then the Call of Duty version, which would, which will also be out November 4th uh, with Call of Duty or November 3rd, actually, with Call of Duty um, will and a terabyte hard drive will be selling instead of selling for four ninety nine ninety nine, it'll be selling for four nine four forty nine ninety nine. So four hundred fifty dollars. So um, I, I mean, those are they're, they're great prices. They're great prices. So if you if you are still on the fence. You thought you wanted to get an Xbox, weren't sure about it, you know, Black Friday's coming or whatever. There are going to be some great, great deals, a great opportunity to, to not only get the console, but but get games at a discounted price. So I wonder if uh, that means that I should go and trade in my, my Xbox One now and go get that Call of Duty one. Um, No, because uh, hashtag Stubnostications, you will be able to get the Xbox One with a terabyte hard drive, um, and maybe sans a disk drive next year for three forty nine. Like the terabyte, okay, but that's okay. The the terabyte the terabyte hard drive will be the thing, 
come next year E3. Hashtag subnostications, baby. That will be the thing. Oh, God. It may be, it may be discless, the disk drive free, terabyte, terabyte, uh, Xbox One 349. And then with the hard drive 349 and the disk drive. All right, you heard it here first. We're gonna, it's, we're it's, gonna see. We're gonna yeah, hold you to it. We're gonna come back to episode thirty-five yeah. and then see if you there were you right. Go. There you go. Right. Listen, I, the internet knows better than to doubt me. I mean, I'll just say that. Just say that. <laughs> oh God. Right. Um, oh man. And 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 the internet also knows better than to doubt my music taste. And you're about to see why right here. everybody welcome back to the spawn on me podcast this is episode 35 featuring brian and terry from the phl collective or at least we had them on um and that track 
was actually in honor of the PHL Collective. It's the first time that I was introduced to this song. Uh, the song is Fall in Love by Fantagram. I know it's a little bit different. Uh, generally, we, we're playing hip-hop on this, but you can see, you can definitely uh, hear the hip-hop influences on that track. And, you know, your boy Stubby Stan brought it to you so you know it was dope. And, it, I mean, indeed, it was it was really dope. I am the shit, guys. I really am. You, you know. Oh, God. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome for knowing me. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the um, hubris. Well, yes. The, the narcissism. <laughs> yes, it, it is. It is. You know, I am Cicero. So, um, you know, all Greek words. Go, go for it. Latin. And, and Greek. Um, what else is terrible <laughs> or ambiguously terrible? I'm not even sure what it is. Is uh, Twitch's new. Uh, I, I guess it's not, or like, I guess it's them enforcing their terms of service. They're now going to start banning people um, for being topless or being sexually suggestive, quote unquote. Basically, uh, they they came out and and said that, uh, quote, nerds are sexy, beautiful creatures, but let's try and keep this about the game, shall we? End quote. And and basically are saying that if you're specifically if you're a woman, they did make they made sure to to include men in uh in their talking, you know, in their talks about this. But if you go topless, whether you're a man or a woman. They will ban you. Um, they'll, they'll ban the channel. You won't be, you won't necessarily be banned off of Twitch, but you will, your account will be suspended for a certain amount of time. And, uh, they don't want lewd behavior on Twitch and no sexually suggestive clothing, which is a sticky, you know, it's kind of a sticky subject. Um, because, you know, like what is sexually suggestive, obviously no lingerie, uh, no underwear, uh, no undergarments, that kind of stuff, but things that show off lots of cleavage, um, can be determined to be sexually suggestive. And, and it, it really, it really kind of is, you know, subjective to, to, you know, I guess to put it, to put it one way. As to how this will be enforced, um, what do you what do you think about it, Kai? Um, it's interesting, and I think the let me let me read the the actual part that they that that you were kind of alluding to. It says wearing no clothing or sexually suggestive clothing, including lingerie, swimsuits, pa- uh, pasties, pasties really, and on and undergarments <laughs> will uh, most likely get you reported by the community as well as any full nude torsos, asterisks. They put that there specifically, and that and we'll get to that in a second. Right. And he says, which applies to both male and female broadcasters. He says, you may have a, a great six-pack, uh, but that's better shared on the beach with a two be, on a two-by-two two, uh, volleyball game, blasting and playing with the boys. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. Ha, ha. Yes. Um, so the asterisk is actually really important, and it brings up a question that, we were gonna, that I was going to ask uh, the community and Cicero. Um, it says, if it's unbearably hot where you are and you happen to have your shirt off, gents, or bikini top ladies, then just crop your webcam to your face. If the lighting is high, get some fluorescent bulbs, la, 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 So it's basically there's always a, a workaround. So right. the question I was going to bring up, um, which they tried to possibly kind of CYA and cover their asses with, 
Um, because when I saw this at first, um, the first thing I thought was they're talking specifically to women. Right. And right. Is this discriminatory towards female streamers? Because there are some streamers out there who totally have like boob cam on, on lock. Right. right. So they're just right. like pointing the camera. It's like a totally down the shirt shot. Right. And I have no problem with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because some of the people are decent streamers and they're, they're like have good content. Some of them, you can see that they're doing just for, just for the show. Right. But it still seems like to put that in your TOS is possibly discriminatory because like Cicero said, it is kind of subjective of like, what do you determine as being dressing quote unquote appropriately? Right. So, you know, we'll ask that of you guys in the community and you can tell us what you think about that. But what, what do you think about that? Scene? Well, you know, it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing. And I say that a lot, uh, but it is a weird thing <laughs> because the women streamers that that um, do, uh, you know, Twitch by boob is um, it's definitely exploitive. Um, they they are definitely playing to an audience, an audience that likes big boobs. Um, and generally that audience happens to like if there's a uh, there's a Venn diagram of gamers and and, and people who like boobs, you know, um, or gamers and men and people who like boobs. It's like it's right in the center there. Um, you know, cause most the, the stereotypical gamer is, is a person who doesn't get to see lots of boobs, uh, stereotypically. Um, so, and, you know, and let's face it, men, women, we, we, you know, we, we kind of enjoy the, the, the chestuses, the breastuses, I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> cause cringing right now. Um, I'm but, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's be serious. It, like if the, the, the women know exactly what they're doing when they, when they're creating these streams and, and, and the men who watch it or the people who watch it, um, know exactly why they're watching it. And, um, a lot of these streams make the women that are doing them, insane obscene amounts of money for twitch streamers like i i have heard of friends and and you know as and as one of those things where i'll say that i don't watch them i really don't watch them i do have friends i actually have friends who've watched these streams and have told me about them um but routinely people are getting um they're you know they're getting donations uh for their stream in the triple and quadruple digits. Um, so, I mean, it's, if, if I were a woman and I needed to make lots of money, uh, in an exploitive type of way, and my choices were being a stripper or being a Twitch streamer, I would choose to be a Twitch streamer. And it looks like the Twitch streamers are making stripper like types of money by doing streams. Um, and you know, I, I, I can't knock anybody's hustle. I mean, you go, you know, if, 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 if people are willing to give you the money for doing what you're doing and you feel okay and you can look at yourself in the mirror and, and, and feel okay with who you are, then more power to you. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and I, I, I would be interested in knowing 
how these women specifically feel about how the thing, you know, how things are changing. And obviously nudity is never okay. Like, you know, that's just not, that's not, you know, that's not part of, part of the deal um, with it and, and pasties, which, you know, that's ridiculous. It essentially is nudity uh, along with G strings and, you know, string bikinis and all that other stuff. That's nudity. But, but the, the cleave shot if I mean, if that's how you want to rock, then, you know, like more power to you. But but, you know, Twitch is saying no. Um, and and I, I think we have to also talk about the motivation for this. Right. Because I think that's the most important part. Like, oh, yeah. Well, for Twitch. Is it is it or for, yeah, or like, for streaming that way? No, for the for Twitch, because, yeah. you know, people are going to do what they want to do regardless. And, it, and And I don't really I don't I don't really have a problem with it. I'm like. You know, if people understand what will bring in followers and what will bring in donations and that that plays right. to, you know, humans being humans, then that's fine. I have no problem with that. Right. Right. But it's interesting to see Twitch kind of crack down on it now. And I think that's more because they've gotten they've gotten really big. Like yeah, Twitch well, was got, big before. Right. What? They, they got their suit and tie on now, man. They yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's not. Yeah, that's the thing is like once you've connected yourself with a huge corporation like Amazon, things on the inside are going to wind up changing a little bit. And it's going to be something where the community is going to have to deal with it in a way where it used to be the wild, wild west. And now it's not that anymore. So they've got it it is. Yeah, there's got laws. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens to um if there's any backlash to that, which I don't, I don't even know how that would work. I wonder if people are going to wind up losing money because of that. Cause it was a huge thing with that, with the, uh, uh, music aspect that just got turned right. on too. Right. We, you know, where you couldn't stream music now because they would just basically cut it for copyright. Right. So you have that, you have that, uh, aspect to it. And then I actually wonder what's going to happen with the hitbox part of that. We talked about that a little bit in, in some earlier shows where hitbox is still the upstart. And they're kind of learning how to, to to navigate their way in this in this this world where Twitch has it on lock. But maybe some of these streams move over to Hitbox. Right. Maybe that's something where they're like still the the you know the community radio kind of like public access version of game streaming. Sure. And that would be something else to see if they if they figure out something to kind of pull that into. So it's interesting times, folks. It's going to be kind of cool to see what happens. Um, I, I don't know. I wonder, and I also wonder, are people going to miss those kinds of streams? You know, is it going to be something where people are like, well, I, I, I only came to Twitch to see this. And now if right. I don't get this, then, then I'm done with Twitch. Right. So, well, I, I know that I have a particular set of friends and I think, you know, part of the, the, the secret sauce with Twitch has been its integration in the, the current gen consoles. Um, you know, they really saw an uptick in both their viewership and the amount of broadcast um, on November 15th, 2013. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, that that started their pendulum and, and they, you know, they can thank they can thank their their inclusion on the on the current gen consoles as to why they were bought for a billion dollars. Uh, right. Uh, I, I, I think that that part of it is really what keeps people captivated like i said i've got friends who who watch twitch as much as they watch tv if not more 
or their Xbox. Like they, they you know, like they, they're, you know, they're doing something and they'll turn on Twitch and they've got their personalities that they watch on Twitch. And, you know, some of those personalities are some of the people that will be affected by, by this change. And, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see how these people, you know, humans adjust, uh, people adjust and, and it'll be interesting to see how they adjust. Um, and, and whether or not that does affect their revenue stream, but I don't know if Hitbox really is a viable alternative for people who, um, have benefited again from, from the, this massive influx of, of new users from the current gen boxes, because there isn't a native Hitbox app on the Xbox one or PS4. Yeah. I mean that's that's going to be the, the the telltale kind of sign of how how and what happens is if I doubt that they'll ever get to that point because they don't they just don't seem to have the backing in in this country because Hitbox is based out of out of out of out of the United States so we'll see uh, if they can figure out some inroads if more people move over right. uh, it seems like a clamping down on uh, your freedom right. no I'm just playing right. it just seems like a clamping down on uh kind of rooting out some of the the nefariousness that 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 we've seen actually I mean, is it is, is it really is one, nefarious i mean i mean twitch is is a weird thing where now twitch is kind of like the old school babysitter for a lot of kids right right you know what i mean right. like a lot of kids when they're when they go home they may not watch cartoons they may go watch twitch right right yeah absolutely Absolutely. So if you if you have like streams that are, I mean, and that's the funny thing is like I don't remember or even notice if I know that you can make your stream an adult stream, make like a a plus eighteen stream, but all you have to do is hit, yeah, okay, right, right (laughs) on the on the on the on the screen. It doesn't really block people out. There aren't any parental controls on on Twitch, and I think if they probably went that route, that would have been the smarter route. Sure. Is like because they've done that with the the PS4 where they anything that's playroom you can't you, you won't really see it in the in the list right so maybe they should have done that and just made it like parental guidance like there's a parental thing and you can do that from your you know from your browser settings where you're like in my in my Twitch settings I don't want anything that would involve any of these things or like like our show is is rated explicit in iTunes right. You know, if there's a toggle that when you when you have your channel, you can say this is an explicit channel and I don't want it to be shown in the main feed. Right. Then that would be fine, too. You'd still get the people who want to come see your show all the time. Right. You'd still have your same following and you wouldn't get banned for right. it. I don't think you get banned for, for showing you showing your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> basically. Basically. Yeah. I you know what I do find interesting though? There is one other thing that I wanted to to to, to kind of touch on is they had something <laughs> here that was called uh, Stop it. <laughs> stop it. I'm terrible. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Awful. Good lord. Uh so they had they had a new part of the terms of service that talked about self destructive behavior. Which I think is actually kind of interesting and necessary. I wonder, though, and let me read it real quick. It says, in theory, playing video games is one of the safest activities you can possibly engage in. Don't ruin this by harming yourself physically, drinking excessively, or endangering yourself in any other way while broadcasting. This doesn't, and I don't know if it can, adjust for things like swatting. Right. Or... 
other stuff where you are being like forced upon by outside forces. I wonder if they're going to do something with that on that end. Cause like there have been folks who have tried to kill themselves on Twitch streams. I don't know. I don't know how you can ban someone for, for doing that because if they wind up taking their life, right. They're banning themselves from life. They've, they've succeeded. Kind of. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not, you're not helping them in any way by saying don't do these destructive behaviors right. because if they're doing it, they're doing it for a reason. But you, I wonder if there's going to be some some kind of discussions in the future about what happens to people if they basically act upon streamers themselves while they're streaming. Well, there's so further down the list, there's something that says don't break the law. So done. Yeah, but that's if you're streaming. That's not if you that's not if someone basically had someone knock have the police come at your door. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that, yeah. I guess, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're, but I mean, I mean, but the, I mean, that's the thing. You can take if you're the streamer. Like Twitch has no way of policing the people that are watching your stream. Really? Well, well, you could though, because like, think about it this way. <sighs> And I don't, and I don't know if this is for real or if this is BS because you can leave an anonymous tip for the police, right? right? But if that anonymous tip could be traced back to your phone and back to that person, because that's basically because you're because you're filing a false report, so that's against the law, right? That's against the law. So if they could figure out a way to go back and then go trace those persons, trace that call, or figure out where that call came from, and then. They wouldn't need to do this because that's like, uh, you know, the greater the greater offenses that you got someone arrested. But if there was a way to kind of link that back in and say, well, this is what happened. And then Twitch could find out and then ban that person for doing it. That would be a that would be an important thing. Right. Well, so so the rules of conduct that Twitch has here, it's um, these are rules that they ask you to follow while using Twitch so that really legally that that encompasses everything so that encompasses being both a broadcaster and being a viewer because that you're technically using twitch so don't break the law falls under that category so if you are watching twitch and you swat someone you're breaking the law therefore breaking the terms of service therefore if they find out ipso facto ergo objection uh you will be banned from from twitch Thank you for saying that Negro right. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see. Yeah, I would say let us know what you think, uh, Spawnoma community. Let us know what yeah. you think about these terms of services and what they what they potentially mean for not only the community, but for, you know, just like gaming society in that way. Right. I guess maybe that's the way to, to put that. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. It's it's definitely interesting. It's definitely interesting to see um as as the places that we that we frequent start to grow up and as other companies and organizations and and places start to recognize them for what they are um and they kind of mature how how we interact with them. Let's you know, let's see how that changes. That's that's yep. you know really going to be an interesting thing that that we get to see going forward. It's a wonderful time to be a gamer. Yep, absolutely. Right. I even, totally agree. With even that. for those people who don't like to 
self-described as don't do a it. gamer. Don't do it. It's too late. Don't do it's it. been done. It's been done. Don't do it. It's been done. All right. Uh, enough. Yes. Enough. Enough of this show. Yes. Um. We're... Yeah, man. We've had it. We've had a great time. It was. Uh, you know, we started the show in Philly. We end the show as we always do in Bricago. And uh, you know, we, we. You know, thanks a lot to uh, to Brian Gitlin and Terry D. Felician. Ah, uh, oh, fuck! I knew I was gonna fuck it up. I knew I was gonna fuck it up. Uh, <laughs> Terry D. Feliciantonio. Feliciantonio. I don't, Terry, the question that I didn't ask you, and I want you to answer this via Twitter, is how long did it take you to learn how to spell your last name? Um, oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome last name. Almost as awesome as your hair, bro. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, guys, for, for being on Real Madonna. We'll catch you the next time, uh, you know, catch you on the flip side. Um, I hope you guys had a great time. We really enjoyed having you on. Absolutely. It was it was really a good time and those guys are dope. And you should check out their stuff at the phlcollective.com. That is correct. Uh check out their check out their games on Comedy Central. No, Cartoon Lord, Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Cartoon, oh, Cartoon Network. Cartoon sorry, Network. I said Comedy yes. Central. Sorry. Cartoon Network. Sorry. Thank you for uh fixing no that. Hey, uh, I got you back, bro. Word. So Cartoon Network and all that good stuff. And um, I think unless there's any other stuff that we need to talk about, you can hit them with the social media business. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Um, let's talk about it. So uh, you want to talk to myself or Khalif? Uh, you can reach me at Stubby Stan. You can reach Khalif at Kajakins. The show is at Spawn on Me. The site is at Spawn Point Blog catch the show on iTunes rate subscribe tell your friends all about it um, review it um, let people know uh, go to SoundCloud and follow us on SoundCloud that would be awesome uh, tell people about that leave us little comments and messages as some people have and I've tried to respond it's awesome um, and uh, you know or anywhere else you can find uh, you know wherever you download your, your podcast the Beyond Pod uh, app on Android has just gone through a new iteration and it is awesome so if you're using Beyond Pod it's really sweet now you can actually see all of the show notes it's dope um, so yeah so definitely check that out um, make sure to follow us on or like our, our fan pages on Twitter um, not Twitter on Facebook um, this is the <laughs> spawn point gaming blog and spawn on me podcast uh let's keep the discussions going there um and uh if you've got any emails that you want to send us you can send them to feedback at the spawnpointblog.com or khalif at the spawnpointblog.com or cicero at the spawnpointblog.com um i think that is everything um by the time you hear this uh, we will have missed the uh, No Internet for Justice, I believe it's called. Hashtag uh, No Internet for Justice. I believe so. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's November 1st, so hopefully you guys participated with us in that and, and didn't, uh, didn't do any of that stuff. I hope you guys had a great, wonderful, and safe Halloween. We'd love to see some of the costumes. Hit us up on, uh, hit us up on Twitter or on Instagram. Um, so that would be, that would be amazing. And, uh, make sure you guys get out and vote, um, on, uh, on November 4th. Cause you know, oh, that's, yeah. that's what, that's what it's all about, man. Make sure you vote. 
Um, and uh, I think that's it. I think uh, that is almost it. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. We we had a good show. Yes. This was episode 35 of yeah. the Spoiler Me podcast. This show will go up on Monday. Right. The show after that, episode 36, will then start our next, our, our Tuesday run. Uh, so keep an eye out for that and make sure that you are listening to us and let us know if if it's a pain in the ass for us to move over there. <laughs> but Tuesday will be the 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 new spawn point for the Spawn on Me show. Uh-huh, I like what you did the there. Word life. Yes. So uh, until then, we say thank you and we say peace. Peace. peace.